the Poltercast. The Sorry, we've we've decided to opt for no structure. Yeah. <laughs> so that's clearly working well for us right now. If you could tell. Um, Should we introduce ourselves? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm Tiff. And I'm Hamish. And we are temporarily swapped bodies. Um, that's not even trouble with a bit. <laughs> that's, not even, that's not even ghosts. That's Freaky Friday. That's a horror film. <laughs> Could be. Um, did we want to introduce ourselves in a more... General sense. General sense. Um, okay, well, <laughs> I'm Tiffany, not Hamish, um, and I am an illustrator, uh, and that's about it. <laughs> I'm not yeah. very interesting. Well, we're Why? both art people. Yeah. And that's how we know each other? Yeah, from the internet. From Tumblr art circles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also a kind of illustrator. Um, we have prepared some ghost stories, but that's limp- leaping a little ahead. I want to talk mm. about our own personal relationship with ghosts. Yes, well... And the paranormal. I'm currently dating a ghost. That's my relationship. <laughs> um, I'm very happy. I say often that I don't believe in ghosts, but I do believe in ghost stories, and I believe everyone that says they've seen a ghost... So I don't know why I say I don't believe in ghosts. I'm guessing you don't believe necessarily that they're always dead people. I think that's it. I think I don't necessarily believe in the idea of, like, a soul that, like, remains on Earth. But I still think people see them. Well, I think something has to have happened to people. Yeah. Like, something's going on, whether it's a ghost or not, but I do believe a lot, all the time, because I think... Sometimes people just looking into things a bit too much, but I think there is a I think there is a chance it, it could be a dead. I don't want to risk the chance of a dead person. <laughs> is what I'm saying. You don't want to become a dead person and then go, well, shit. Yeah. I didn't prepare for this at all. Yeah, no, I'm already like sort of thinking ahead of what I'm going to do when I die. So. Oh, do you have like a haunting? Spot? I've got a I've got a haunting list. It's like <laughs> you're not a Game of Thrones man, are you? Hmm. Uh, mm. I am not. We didn't really need him much, but do you know, like, Arya Stark has like, a list of people she wants to kill? Yes. Well, I have that, but, like, most people I want to haunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was thinking more locations. No. Um, I think if I was a ghost, <laughs> if that's what we're talking about, um, I'd like, I wouldn't like to haunt specific people. I think I'd be more of a location-based mm. spook. And because I really like the fame and the glory and, like, the kind of reputation and the legend of something yeah but i'd, I'd like haunt a waitrose or something <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't think i'd haunt somewhere spooky because i think i would be spooked myself yeah there might already be ghosts there and you can get like free food yeah because like they're not going to arrest a ghost for stealing food you know how i basically basically what i'm saying is i'm going to become slimer <laughs> i think that's where i'm headed but which aisle um would you most well Something I don't like about going to supermarkets is, like, the chill dials, because I get all, yeah. like, cold and my nipples get pointy and I feel warm <laughs> on my shirt. But I think if I was a ghost and I was already constant cold, yeah. I would be okay. So I think I'd just um, eat cheesecakes in the frozen food area. I think I'd be a big, fat waitress ghost. <laughs> but I'm sort of... I, I, there is also the problem where maybe you have to haunt where you... Died. Where you died. I don't think so, because some ghosts... Where they live, but not necessarily. I think. Well, like, I guess if you hung around a specific waitrose a lot in life, then that means when I'm close to death, I'll walk into a waitrose. <laughs> <Just, like, laughs> collapse uh, there. 
Yeah, maybe I'll start. Maybe I'll cheesecake myself to death. <laughs> we'll just begin. And uh, as you can tell, we take ghost stuff very seriously. Um, and I'm basically beating around the bush because I'm scared to do my uh, my haunting that I'm going to do this. Oh, the irony. This episode. I'm scared for multiple reasons. I'm scared yeah. because of uh, the virtual stage fright and scared because of ghosts. Yes. But I've we have agreed that I'm going to go first. Yeah, or rather, I, I, I forced Hamish to go first. Um, well, it is, I mean, ultimately, I I made that tweet. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's your fault, so... Listen, I have to live in the bed I made. I'm deciding which one to do. I'm not sure whether to blow my <laughs> ghost wad. <laughs> you know. Blow my ectoplasm early. Um... <laughs> I feel like when I start this ghost story, I really want to, like, if you're on your commute or whatever, and you're not, like, in a spooky mood, just, like, get spooky. I don't know. Uh, roll around in the puddle so you're a little bit damp. Or <laughs> turn off all the lights, even if you're at work and it'll confuse everyone. Yeah. Um, if you're in the tube, just, like... Start screaming yeah. so everyone in the tube is on like a weird, like the same level as you. Yeah, I think just I mean when I'm telling the story, you will scream, so you might as well warn everyone in the tube that this is about to happen. Anyway, should I start my ghost yeah. story? Go for it. Okay, 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 okay. I'm relaxed, but not really. You meant to be tense. Okay. I'm relaxed in the chair, but tense in my head. I am going to tell the story of Borley Rectory. The most haunted house in England. I've not heard of that. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I was really paranoid you'd do the same story. No, Um, I've not done that one. Okay. So, by the way, I think we should get sound effects. Just like... We should just record them ourselves and then put them in and post. Yeah, just like lightning, woos, chain rattling. Just like DJ, DJ, you know. The helicopter noise on a Casio keyboard. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Just, you know, the, t- the sound effects you need to tell a ghost Goosebumps story. Goosebumps dog. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> okay. the most haunted house in England. So Borley Rectory is um, a rectory that was built on the site of an old parsonage. I don't know what that is. Um, what a parson is. What's a parson? Like a churchman. So basically... Like a, like, vicar, sort of? Okay, so a place where a a, rep, a a reverend lives got built on the place where a parson lives. <laughs> so we're like double religious here. Yeah. Um, in Borley, Essex, in 1863. Um, and, to give you context for the story, there have been 200 reported sightings of ghosts before it mysteriously burned down. This is... Okay, I'll keep going. But basically, one of the reasons I'm doing this is that when I research, <laughs> I do like fire, but I actually said that today. When I, I was lighting, I was lighting, <laughs> I was lighting the Ocean Star Yankee candle, and when we lit the mattress, went fire's fun. <laughs> anyway, um, know how you're dying? In Waitrose, <laughs> set myself on fire in Waitrose in the cheesecake aisle. Dream death. Um, part of the reason I'm doing this is that when I research some ghost stories. I Google the ghost story, and like the first thing that comes up is like 
the Borley Rectory hoax or the Borley Rectory, like, what really happened, whatever. And I don't want to read those out all the time or, yeah. like, whatever. But there are some funny things about the story. However, I do think there's genuine paranormal stuff happening here. The first paranormal events happened as soon as the house was built in 1863. Um, footsteps, voices, the usual, those kind of sounds. Um, and then on the 28th of July, 1900, the four daughters of Reverend Henry Dawson Ellis Bull, <laughs> who was the man who built the house, um, the daughters saw the ghost of a nun drifting about 40 yards from the house at twilight. That's very exact. Yes. These, this, not all the hauntings are like this. Yeah. Some of the ones I researched just like Mansi's ghost, but this is like 40 yards at this I time. I don't know how long a yard is. These daughters did. Yeah. People, you're very educated yeah. if you're a daughter of a reverend. Um, they ran out to talk to her, but she faded away the closer they got. <laughs> and was a nun. Um, various locals also claim seeing a phantom coach driven by two headless horsemen um, over the next few decades in 1928 the Bull family um, had all died off in various ways (laughs) (laughs) died off oh 1928 that's quite a long time since the 1860s um uh, they'd all gone off, you know, died off or moved away, and the house became vacant. Um, ne- the next year, Reverend Guy Eric Smith and his wife moved in. As with many of these stories, there's lots of and his wife, um, without any information about her name. Um, and soon after moving in, his wife discovered a small paper bag containing a woman's skull oh, in it. That's just someone's um, but... And I think she uh, threw them out. <laughs> you don't do that with skulls you find. <laughs> um... <laughs> They began seeing paranormal things. Uh, servant bells that didn't exist began ringing. <laughs> Lights appearing in reflections of windows. Footsteps again. Um, and they also saw the horse-drawn carriage. And the nun. Was she in the carriage? Um, I'm sure she gets a lift. Maybe that's her Uber. Uber. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, that's her... <laughs> Are you chilled yet? <laughs> um, anyway, so, uh, Reverend uh, Guy Eric Smith contacted, who we all contact when we're scared of the of things we don't understand, uh, they contacted the Daily Mirror, and um, they asked them to put them in touch with the Society for Psychical Research, the SPR. We're going to be mentioning the Psychical Research people a lot, probably. Yeah. They pop up a lot. Um, now... The Daily Mirror sent a reporter called, uh, sent a reporter and a paranormal researcher called Harry Price. Oh, oh I think I recognise that name. Yes. Yeah. He's slightly famous or infamous. He's from something else. I can't remember what it was. He's probably appeared in like any old scary thing. Scary thing. People <laughs> like to use his name. Um, now, the reason why I called this Borley Rectory the most haunted house in England is because that was what Harry said almost straight away. Mm. And this, so I believe all of the nun stuff and those sightings and why they had contact the mirror, I think, I don't really understand why, like, a reverend would try and contact yeah. a newspaper to talk about ghosts. However, Harry is a little bit of an interesting character because he 
as soon as he arrived, he's like, yep, found it. I have discovered the most haunted house in England. Me, definitely. And um, he experienced many strange phenomena um, that hadn't been witnessed before. So he didn't see talk about the nuns and the whatever. He said, vases started smashing and ghostly messages got tapped out on mirrors and windows. Um, and as soon as he left visiting... No one ever saw these things again. Um, and the uh, Smiths, the reverend who called for him, said that he was making these things up and that he hadn't solved anything. He just like arrived at a paranormal place and said, yep, found the most haunted place. Goff. Um, the Smiths were fed up, so they left the rectory. Um, and because of the Mirror's articles, so the Mirror was like, doing like weekly updates from the most haunted house in England and uh they're live tweeting us yeah basically they um because of its notoriety they found it very hard to replace um the role of local reverend yeah. um until they did <laughs> so was uh, stupid enough reverend again. reverend Lionel Algernon Foister wow. and his wife Marianne um, oh she has a name she has a name now <laughs> this one wife. <laughs> um, they moved in with their adopted daughter, Adelaide, uh, Adelaide, on the 16th of October. Two days before my birthday. Hmm. Um, they. <laughs> I'd, I'd be, like, kind of miffed if I'd been adopted and then taken to a haunted house. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe it was her idea. Hmm. She was like, I'd like to go to the ghost house, please. Yes, adopted daughter. Please, Papa. Um, they also had a lodger called Frank Peerless. He'll become significant. Oh. Um, Does he so, die? <laughs> this isn't my moment. Not many people die in ghost stories. They just kind of go, ah. Well, I might have died and then become one of the ghosts okay. and haunted someone else. There's lots of assumed death in the backstory. Um, Lionel, uh, Reverend Lionel, wrote an account of the strange sightings that he saw and sent it to Harry Price. Um, this included the bell ringings. Um, and this is all stuff that wasn't included in the Mirror articles. Oh. So... Harry was saying all the stuff about smashed vases and things. He's just making stuff up. He was making stuff up. But all the people that actually live there have quite um, consistent... Nuns going around. Yeah. Um, But then the hauntings started to become more violent. (gasps) Windows shattered. um, And little young Adelaide uh, was locked in her room where... (laughs) <laughs> with no key in sight. Great notes, Hamish. Basically, like... The, the, <laughs> That's a bit mean. There was no, like, key or parents? door lock. Oh. But, like, the, the the door was sealed. So she couldn't get out of her room. Um parents are these? Marianne, uh, the, the wife of the name, uh, was thrown from her bed one night. And Adelaide also said she was attacked one night by something horrible. That's not a very nice word to call your husband. Oh, God. Um, uh, Lionel, uh, Reverend Lionel, I keep saying Reverend just to give establishment to the names, uh, tried an exorcism, um, but during it was struck in the face by a fist-sized stone. Oh. <laughs> I know. Um, all of these events were sent to Harry Price, who helped them get published in the Mirror, um, Things were getting a little out of control. The Mirror was publishing stories about Borley Rectory every week, like I said. Um, it was becoming an episodic story, um, mm. with each each week trying to like outdo the last one. Um, 
And Harry was always playing up like, oh yes, I've discovered the, you know, blah, blah. Uh, so they moved. <laughs> like, they didn't like being known as the ones experiencing the worst house and becoming a bit of like, I don't know, ghost celebrities. Um, the house remained vacant for a number of years until 1937 when Price himself decided to move in. Um, he wanted, he sort of took a long rental, um, and he put an advert in the Times looking for official observers, um, of which he found 48, which would come during weekends and whatever, um, to record anything spooky they saw. I don't actually know if Harry lived there much. He just kind of just visited. rented it out to people. Most of them were students. <laughs> that explains <laughs> why they did it. <laughs> yeah, one of them was um, Helen Glanville, uh, Danville, who conducted a planchette seance and made contact with Ooh. two spirits. One identified as uh, Marie Lair, a French nun who left her religious order and travelled to England to marry a member of the Waldegrave family, the 17th century owners of Borley Manor, which was close to the current location of Borley Rectory. Um, the spirit claimed that she was murdered and thrown in a disused well. The ghost then said, Marianne, please help me get out of here. How's she going to do that? I don't know. <laughs> um, the second spirit... Uh, was called Sonix Amiers. <laughs> Maybe the planchette wasn't good enough. Um, <laughs> I think they need to get a new, get a new Ouija board. He said he planned to set fire to the rectory at nine o'clock on the 27th of March, 1938. And that everything would be revealed then, including the bones. <gasps> Too bad one of them threw the skull out in the paper bag. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> So, on 9 o'clock, on the 27th of March, 1938, it came and went. But on February the next year, uh, the new owner of the rectory, Captain W.H. Grayson, was unpacking boxes when he was spooked by something and knocked over an oil lamp. The fire spread and the house went up in flames straight away. However, the insurance company said it was deliberate. What's wrong? Oh, you're, you're, oh, you're really freaked me out. <laughs> I thought someone was standing behind me. <laughs> you got spooked by something. Yes. I'm so easily on edge when I'm telling these stories. Okay. Sorry, the chair was bored and I had a moment. So the house burnt down. Um, a woman called Miss Williams across the road said she saw a figure watching the house burn <gasps> in the shape of a nun in the upstairs window. Um, but she told this to Harry Price for a guinea. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Um, you going to get money out of someone? Price then conducted a dig in the basement of the ruins and discovered two bones, which he said were of a young woman. He thought that they could, um, he said that the hauntings would stop if they gave him a Christian burial, but the town of Borley refused, um, and she had to be buried in a, a town a few towns over. Um, however, some people said that he planted them and that they were pig yeah. uh, <laughs> But the hauntings did stop, because there wasn't a house. Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> of, course, of course they did, there's um, no left to haunt All the ghosts burned to death. Um... <laughs> um Anyway, after Price's death in 1948, the reporter who went to visit the house initially with Price that first time yeah. um, said that... <laughs> um, <laughs> this is why I wanted to tell, like, why it might not be true, because this is really funny to me. The reporter said at one stage um, he had been hit by a phantom pebble, 
And the, later that night, he looked in Harry's coat and there were lots of pebbles inside. <laughs> and Harry said, oh yeah, I was collecting them. But he was just like, the reporter really was walking nice around. Collection, just like, the reporter walking around and whenever Harry could give it a go, he just like, whoop, honk. <laughs> um, so a lot of the hauntings do seem to be faked. However, they initially must have started with something. Yeah. So the sounds and the nuns and whatever. Um, there's a bit more information. Um... Essentially, what happened over time is that the, 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 the mirror's stories had to become like a plot. So I think yeah. the uh, student saying that she contacted a nun yeah. and like all this stuff happening, I think it was all part of like trying to concoct a story. Yeah, so she could pay more money um, for a university. <laughs> a narrative. Um, however, uh, the stories became so famous that it became very easy for people to go to the house and claim they saw one of the well-documented hauntings. Yeah. So I say, oh, I've seen the nun, etc. However, that doesn't change the fact that um, the first reverend who lived there um, had seen all these things. Um, he was not interested in ghost stories or scandal mm. or notoriety. Um, and he maintained to his death that he saw a ghostly nun drifting down what he called nun's walk. And that um, his children saw her as well. And in fact, that guy, Reverend Bull, um, built a summer house facing Nun's Walk just so that he could watch her pass back and forth all the time. That's, that's a bit strange. It's a bit strange, but he just wasn't just, scared of her. Yeah, he just liked... He was too holy. He just liked watching ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Even well, if they're not I mean, high. reverends, they've got to find nuns kind yeah. of hot. <laughs> I apologise for what I just said. We are very sorry to the Christian community. <laughs> to, all the, to all the nuns listening. Um, maybe you know... No, maybe you know who she was. Um, he said that he wasn't scared of her, um, except for one day while he was reading in his summer house, he noticed the light dim slightly. <gasps> and when he looked up to the window, the nun was staring right up against the glass. <gasps> That's creepy. I don't like that. Um... And when he jumped with fright, she was gone. She just wanted to see what he's reading. Um, I haven't written it down, but I did read something else about Bully Retry. So, do you remember um, Marianne? Yeah. Uh, the lady who had a name. Mm. And uh, their daughter, Adelaide. Um, so, the nun asked... So, the, the spirit was like, oh, please help me out, yeah. Marianne. Um, this was tied up and linked to what they had published in the mirror before. Where they found some ooh, ghostly, they found some ghostly writing on um, the wall that said, "Marianne, please help me get out," and I kind of tied in. However, Marianne later said that she was actually having a secret affair with the lodger Frank Corliss. <gasps> what about him? And uh, I know, and um, she was sneaking out of the bedroom from the Reverend every night and covering her tracks by like saying that she'd got out to hear a ghostly thing <laughs> and she would like write on the walls and whatever. That is like such a convoluted yeah. and very specific way <laughs> to be able to cover up your affair. I mean, maybe that's why they moved in. She's like, ooh, I could have an affair with my lodger if we go to the most haunted house yeah. in England and then we can just like bang while <laughs> the, you know, things that go above in the night yeah. happen. Um, bit weird. Anyway, I'm sorry that my first ghost story was kind of probably not real, but I do think... I think the first bit's probably well. Yeah. Well, he's one of those... He's that kind of brand of Victorian, like, um, 
spiritualists. Yeah. Who, like, yeah. pretty shady. Yeah. But I think he's fine. I'm in the staring at him reading his yeah, book. Yeah, I know. I can't, like... I don't really creep me out. <laughs> yard distances. <laughs> I'll try and downplay that next time. Okay. So, <laughs> mm. my ghost is called... It's not a very imaginative name. It's called the Buckingham Ghost. Yeah. Everyone hates Buckingham. Um, <laughs> Buckingham Ghost. Yeah, it's sort of local to me. Like, I live in Buckinghamshire, but not in actual Buckingham. Um, it's really old. It was from... It, well, it's written by a guy called William of Newburgh. Newburgh. Nibra. Well, I don't know. I'm not having pronunciation issues already. Uh, I, mean, I, I just... called Bill. <laughs> okay. um, he was a uh, historian from Yorkshire in the 12th century. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what he was doing down there. It's quite honest. But he wrote, he wrote a history of English affairs, and most of it's really like dry sort of historical stuff. Then he has sections about like revenants and ghosts, just as a you know, just a long rest of it. Mm-hmm. And he said that a certain man died. I don't know what certain means. <laughs> I don't know if it means like he was certainly a man. Well, it's, <laughs> it's different to, you know, I guess a man might have died. Yeah. The man definitely died. I don't know okay. if he was like rich or poor or anything. But he was um, buried on Ascension Day in the evening, um, which was apparently the respectable duty of his wife and family. Um, and for those who don't know what Ascension Day is, it was the 40th day of Easter. For those I don't know, Ascension Day. Yeah. <laughs> the fortieth. Yes. When does Easter start? Lent. Yes. I should know this. I went to Catholic school. Um, Ascension Day. I mean, I can well, visualize I it. I guess it's because <laughs> he was buried. And then, yeah. then he rose again. And then he. Did no, a then victory the, tour. Yeah, he did a victory tour. But then, then he, he went to heaven. Yeah, yeah, he ascended. So I guess he was around for forty days after he came back. Okay, so that's quite a while after Easter. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, that's not us. The ghost of Jesus isn't what I'm talking about here. I can see why that hasn't turned um, into, you know, a new Christmas. Anyway, I think, like, the, the night after that, he uh, got into the room his wife was sleeping in and woke her up, just to, to be a pest. Um, his ghost, not his... Not oh. when he was alive. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he died. He was buried on Ascension Day. Yeah, I know. Okay. And then he was like, well, I think I might be in dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, apparently he uh, tried to lie on top of her and he was so heavy he almost crushed her and I'm not entirely sure what the text was implying by lay, he lay on top of her like I wasn't mm. sure if he was being a sex pest or literally just like I've never heard of a you. heavy ghost before yeah well I think like it's described as a revenant so I don't know if that's like a corpse that's being mm. possessed by a ghost. I think it's slightly different from just a ghost. I think it's literally... Or maybe it's like a a very physical manifestation. Yeah. Um, Actually, you know, reverend... Reverend... Reverend. <laughs> I have heard that being described yeah. as basically a zombie. Yeah, I think they're kind of like zombies, but more ghosty. You, zombies, but you don't have to say the word zombie. You don't yeah. do something else. I feel like zombies are more like diseased. <laughs> like, like you can catch being a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> you can but you can't catch, catch being a revenant. Catch a zombie. Yeah. Oh, you're going to get your death of zombie. Um, <laughs> sure. if, only, if only we could get a cure for the common zombie. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so he's a revenant. Yeah, and he comes back the next night, and then on the third night, she's like, well, I'm not having that again. <laughs> <laughs> Are you chilled to the bone, listeners? Yeah. 
So she hires some watchful companions and stays awake all night. And when he came again, he, he was repelled by them just shouting at him, and he gave up and left. <laughs> <laughs> that's frightening, though. Yeah. That's not it. Then, um, then he was like, well, if I can't harass my wife, I'll harass my brothers in the village. <laughs> they haven't got the memo about shouting. But the thing is, they had watchers as well. Oh, no! <laughs> Oh, is this the story about where bedtime watchers came from? Because we all have them, but we don't know what they're for. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just, hire your, fr- you just <laughs> hire your friends to like sit in your room and watch out, watch out. Get a page if I'm not figuring out why they're paying Okay. Um, Sunny, <laughs> you can haunt those people either. Uh, can I just say, I really love that you're telling the story from the ghost's perspective and like making it seem like. <laughs> You couldn't do that, and you couldn't do that, so, you know. <laughs> it's my children's book coming out yeah. next year. Um, if we, if we, can, if we couldn't do that. So then he's like, he's left in the village. The livestock. <laughs> 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 so we are, uh, hold on. Oh, both indoors and outdoors. So I'm assuming he, like, harassed people's cats and their cows. Oh, that's quite easy to harass a cat. Yeah. When people have said that their cats are acting strange as evidence, I'm just like... What does a cat act normal? Yeah. That's when you get really suspicious. My, my cat's, cat's just... very spooky easily. You're just like, she doesn't like the hoover. Mm. You just like make a sudden noise and she'll like leap feet in the air. Yeah. Just yeah. a change of temperature. They're like, whoa. Yeah. It's just... Anyway, so if you wanted it. some cats. Yeah. He went and harassed everyone's cows and their pet dogs and that. But apparently he became such a threat in the village. Everyone had to keep watch. Every house had someone looking out for the, him out at night. So he's... Wow. Yeah. They're, they're taking it seriously. Just for... like we are. Yeah. <laughs> he did this for quite a while at night. Then he managed to show you off in the day. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, he's he's dedicated to being a ghost. Um, <laughs> so, for the last straw, they told the story to the archdeacon, who was called Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen! <laughs> and then Stephen was like, what do you want me to do about that? Yeah. So he wrote to the Bishop of Lincoln, in, who was in London... So, mm-hmm. yeah, he was he was in London at the time doing bishop things. <laughs> what moving diagonally? <laughs> <laughs> and then the bishop was like, "Well, I don't know." But then he had an advisor who was like, "He just said such things often happen in England." <laughs> <laughs> That's just how it is. Just have revenants and yeah, walking around and harassing That's why people. I, whenever I tell people we're going to visit England, I'm just like, well, just be warned. Watch out for the corpses, guys. <laughs> Watch out for the revenants. <laughs> so, um, oh, I've written here, no one thought to do anything about the apparent zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the advisor said, uh, oh, just dig up the, uh, the body and burn it. Then he thought... <laughs> This was unseemly and unworthy. And it's just mm. like, well, to be honest, by this point, this this guy has not been very nice. I don't think he deserves to be treated no, with respect. He's laid on, he's like crushed people. He's crushed his wife, which <laughs> he'd been a sex pest. Yeah. And harassed everyone and their pets. Like, Scared the cows. Yeah. We're going to have sour milk for ages. Hmm. I mean, so the bishop wrote a letter of absolution and sent it to the archdeacon and ordered the state of body to be inspected. Oh. So they, have, they, they obviously haven't invented post-mortems yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out that... What? 
in the body. Oh, sorry, everyone. Anyway. Do you remember it, or can you make it up? Oh, no, I no, I just couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't read my writing. Okay, I did say. It said, it was as it was as it was buried. So, I guess it hadn't changed? Yes. Yeah. I, I know of such things, for I live in England. Um, <laughs> you know how corpses look. <laughs> no, but I, 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 I know, I would imagine that means that it didn't, hadn't... Rotted. Yeah. So, oh yeah, yeah. That's the point. It's not. It's suspicious. Suspiciously, suspiciously fresh. Suspiciously fresh. <laughs> um, so many stories of people uncovering suspiciously fresh corpses, but it makes yeah. me wonder how many unsuspiciously. How long had it been? Like a week? Um, it didn't say. It said like a while. So also, if you look kind of think longer than a week at least. <laughs> I mean, also if you look already kind of rotted in life. Yeah. You kind of, it's yeah. like Richard Wilson, like, he's been old forever. <laughs> Not to say that he looks rotted, but like, <laughs> like Patrick Stewart, like, you're kind of ageless if you just start yeah. looking old. So or like maybe... Maggie Smith has been old for ages. Mm. <laughs> so you know how old she is. <laughs> anyway, sorry Maggie Smith. Um, okay. Anyway, they place this letter on the chest of this suspiciously fresh corpse and sealed it again in the tomb, and the ghost never bothered anyone again. Aww. Yeah, so it ends, ends nicely. <laughs> it ends nicely. A, happy, a happy ending. A happy ending in our world is digging up a corpse. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, giving him a nice little, little note. Well, that's, that's my story, anyway. Well, thank you very much. That was a great story. We made it through our stories. Yay. Should we read emails? Oh, do you, uh, do you want to read a... Or should we leave that to episode two? <laughs> <laughs> we need some content for episode two. Um, we could do a short one. We have. I could. I could. We have a short one. We have a short one. I could read out a short one if you like. Yeah. My favorite. So I wanted to say thank you for like all of the interest in this yeah. show before we even before this interest in this mess. Uh, yeah. So obviously you can feel free to unfollow us now that you've actually yeah. listened to the episode. Um, but we got some ghost stories. My favourite short one we ever got, I don't know who it was from, but it was on Twitter and they just said, I don't know if this counts as a ghost story, but I live near a well and I'm scared. Ask my friend Hannah, I need to get them to uh, send us the email in. Just like, they've told me it before, oh, okay. but like I can't remember. But it's just like, I live near a well and I'm scared. I think they live on the well. Oh. I think it's under their house. Okay, now I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> like, they have told me, like, a creepy thing happened, but I don't want to spoil it for when I'm going to force them to send us an email. Well, this one's really short. Yeah. I was just going to read it out. That's your computer, so you can read it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's from Arthur. I haven't decided if we're giving... I will... Oh, Twitter at BudBullBuddy. <laughs> Come again? Their Twitter name but, is B-U-D-B-L-E-B-U-D-D-Y. It's like Buble, but with... A D in the middle. Good play, buddy. <laughs> Michael Good play. Anyway, thank you for your story. Um, <laughs> it's from Arthur. Okay. Howdy. We're talking to an American. Mm. <laughs> I actually don't. Um, I don't know if this counts as a ghost story I'm in, um, but it's the only one I know. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, okay. Arthur. <laughs> this is the only story they know. Have you not even read Harry Potter? Oh, that's a ghost story. Um, basically... <laughs> Next time on podcast, a live reading of Harry Potter. Just the ghost scenes. Yeah. The death day party yeah. is, like, my favourite scene in the song of the film. I'm going to do that in my p- 
post life. <laughs> Death day party at Waitrose. Okay. <laughs> Basically, I live in a really old attached house, and one night when my parents were younger, they did a Ouija board with their friends. They found that they uh, they found that there was an old war veteran ghost dude living there. Of course, they thought nothing of it. <laughs> what? What? Okay. <laughs> Um, until my mum got pregnant, and, and, and on the toilet, she saw him. And on the toilet. She was on the toilet when she saw a ghost. Toilet oh, ghost. The ghost made baby. her pregnant. Oh no. <laughs> um, oh my god. He was an old man in an old army uniform standing in the bathtub where the shower was attached. She saw him again around four years later when she got pregnant again. Hmm. But uh, were one of these pregnancy you? <clears throat> Is this still your mum? Are you half ghost? Okay. Um, but only ever when she was pregnant. So she saw him, but only ever when she was pregnant. Um, maybe this ghost was just looking out for her whilst expecting. I don't know. But my mum doesn't believe in that kind of thing, so she just <laughs> must have been spooked but don't when she saw the ghost. She doesn't believe in it, and she did a Ouija board and saw him twice. Maybe, since she was on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was no. a toilet-related <laughs> nightmare. Must have scared the shit out of her. <laughs> well done. Um, but yeah, I think it was like pregnancy hormones making your mind go. Like, tap into the ether. <laughs> I want to know if one, I kind of want to know if one of those is you, and this was like the story of your like. If you said like, oh, like, how was being pregnant with me? That question we all ask our mothers. It's scary, probably. Uh, it's like, oh, it's terrifying. Oh, why? Saw a ghost. Oh, okay. But she doesn't believe in it. This is the interesting thing. We're going to talk a lot about like. I don't know if. Well, it's just that belief thing. Yeah. Like you can see things. I think, like, I was talking to a friend who is a, uh, brain... There's <laughs> <I mean, laughs> a brain no, in the jar. No, he's a, um, <laughs> a thought, like a brain... Neuroscientist. Like, neuroscientist. <laughs> or, like, a psychologist? Neuroscientist. Okay. And he said that, like, the moment you start looking into the brain, like, you realise, oh, you could see anything. You can have mm. hallucinations which are just smell or sound or whatever. But, like, that doesn't make it any less spooky to me. Yeah. I totally believe anyone that, like... It can ruin people's lives. Yeah. And I don't understand why you'd not believe that. Yeah, like, and then they... If someone felt that, then it's still terrifying whether or not it's a dead person floating around. Yeah. Like, that's still a scary story. Because would you want to experience that? Would you be like, oh... Yeah, it's fine because my brain's just completely short circuiting right now. That's great. <laughs> yeah, on the toilet when you're yeah. pregnant. Um, thank you for the story, Arthur. That's great. That's exactly yeah, I the enjoyed kind of, that. That's exactly the kind of thing we want to hear. Um, we got some really, we got some longer ones, but yeah. we'll save, save that them. when we do shorter stories ourselves. Yeah. Sorry for swearing, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like swearing. Does she like ghosts? I don't, never asked. Oh, I think I'm the spookiest one of the family. I don't think I'm the spookiest one of them. Well, I think my mum's the spookiest. And in a, in a later episode, I'm going to play my mum's ghost story. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it, whenever I think if I have, like, 
my own haunting. All of I think about is my mum's hauntings because she told them a lot when I was a kid. Oh, God. Yeah, that's spooky. <laughs> okay, we haven't decided how we're going to turn up. Where can people find you on the internet? Um, I am at Tiff... <laughs> at <laughs> Tiff Baxter Illis, which is like short illustration on Twitter and Instagram. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm Tiff Baxter on Tumblr. So. Cool. Yeah. I'm Hamish Steele on all the things. Sometimes I'm Hamish Mash, but sometimes that's someone else, so I don't say that. Yeah. Um, and we are the Poltercast on Ooh. Twitter, and we have a Gmail to send in your ghost stories, just like Arthur did. Yes. Um, it is the, po the Poltercast at gmail.com, <laughs> I think. Yes, the Poltercast yes. at gmail.com. Please send them in, please send no matter how long. We got one email which has diagrams. Yeah, we like <laughs> pictures because. Um, they're the perfect thing to share We're in a podcast. Simple-minded people who like looking at nice things. There's actually a picture of Bully Rectory, and I'm going to put it on the Twitter when this goes out. Yeah. Do you have a picture of um, my place? Your place. No, because it just said. Well, I can send a picture of Buckingham on a map if you want. <laughs> but like, send a picture of an it, archbishop. But it is <laughs> archdeacon. Sorry. Not the same. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It. He didn't specify where in Buckinghamshire it was. It was just like somewhere near Buckingham. So. Maybe it happened everywhere the same time world's largest village <laughs> <laughs> it's still not a city or a town just has that feel okay um i'm gonna call that episode one yay or just whenever we boo <laughs> <laughs> ah! and yeah thank you bye bye boo, boo. boo.